it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You thirst for some significance of the multidimensional kind. You enter a realm of spirit, of sight and sound and mind. Your radio is a cosmic doorway and your psyche begins to spark when you tune in to Gary and the sun and night dreams after dark.
You can advertise your business on Night Dreams Talk Radio and you will be heard worldwide. Why not contact us at nightdreamstalkradio at gmail.com. Good evening or morning, depending on your time zone. From the Pacific to the Atlantic to you worldwide. Get yourself a cup of java and find a comfy, easy chair. And get ready for Gary and his guest on Night Dreams Talk Radio After Dark. And now, here's Gary. And here I am. Well, I hope everybody had a great weekend. The weather down the compound. Beautiful, beautiful. In the 90s, I just love it. In the studio right now, 89 degrees and climbing. I can tell you that. Uh huh. It's crazy. Well, we're going to make some changes on the show. Effective well, starting tonight and tomorrow, even more. Now, as of the now, the wacky news is history. It's over with. I had a big group of people who loved it. I had some people who didn't like it. But you know what? I wanted to start bringing the guests on sooner. So starting tomorrow, we're going to bring the guests on at 6.15 instead of 6.30. So we have more time with the guests. And then at the end of the show, we'll have like a little mini roundtable with me and my producer, James Grishbaum. And also you're welcome, you know, the last 15 minutes of the show to call in if you'd like. Well, a big shout out to all my amateur radio buddies. 73s to you. You know, if you ever thought about getting into amateur radio, now's the time to do it. Seriously, I mean, a lot of people are at home. They're looking for things to do. TV is getting boring for a lot of people, including me on the weekends. Well, what better way to make friends? Not on Facebook, but going on the radio bands and learning how to communicate all around the world and making new buddies. So you might want to give that a thought. Uh, Also, a shout out to all the truckers that keep America moving during this pandemic. Without you, we would be hurting a lot more. We wouldn't have toilet paper. We wouldn't have water. We wouldn't have meat. We wouldn't have anything in the stores. So again, to all the truckers, my heart goes out to you guys for what you have to put up with, with all that traffic and, you know, working your butt off to get the stuff to the stores. Well, you know, the Pentagon has a secret. Uh Uh-huh. Well, we already know the Pentagon has secrets, don't we? Well, you know, a lot of these programs about looking for UFOs, well, they thought, or most people, including myself, well, hey, they're not in existence anymore. Well, that's not true. According to the U.S. Senate Committee, uh uh-huh, there is still ongoing investigations that replaced all these investigating groups Back as far as 2007 and 2012. So they're thinking that some of these reports will become public in about 180 days. Now that might be soft disclosure, it might be hard disclosure, we don't know. But who's operating it is the U.S. Office of Naval Intelligence. According to the recent study, or, uh, recent study from the Senate Committee Reports. So there is a ongoing investigation. Now, what this investigation says that, you know, that these craft are ones that have crashed and been found. And we're not the only country doing it. Russia is also going 
and retrieving crash units, or I should say UFOs. Now, they're, they're investigating these UFOs as are they a threat to society, threat to our national security and me and you and the night dreamers out there, which they could be. Now, another thing is going, it says that, well, they are not in the process of re-back engineering these devices, these UFOs. So that kind of counterdicts what we've been hearing about, you know, they're re-engineering and re, you know, going back and re-engineering these crash UFOs. Think about this, folks, for one minute. Let's go back to 1943. Okay. Now, if a 737 crashed and we wanted to re-back engineer it, yes, they could probably put the, the carcass together and build one. I don't know how long it would take them to develop the engines that Witten uh, Prattney, uh, GE, uh, you know, Royals Royce, who developed these engines, which took a lot of money and a lot of years to develop these engines. I don't think that is something they're going to be able to do right away. Now, think about this. In our craft of our commercial airliners, there are computers. There's a mass amount of electronics. So in, in the 40s, in 1943, there's no way in hell you could tell me they could back engineer a computer, the integrated circuits, or the electronics it's used in these craft of our craft, of our airliners. It would take them decades to maybe, maybe re-engineer it and back-engineer it. Now, it's the same with these craft uh, crash UFOs. Okay, the first many years is going to be trying to figure out, well, how did it function? What made it function? And so I'm starting to really start having my doubts if we're back engineering these craft. Now, this report even says the same thing, that these craft are not being back engineered. So I don't know who to believe. But even if they were, maybe they're in the process when they get one as crashed, they put a Band-Aid on it. And then they experiment with it. That could be what's going on. Now, a lot of people, you know, we've had guests on the show. They talk about like the Nazis during World War II developed UFOs and gone to the moon and all that stuff. Well, I don't know. I, I don't really believe that one either. Now, again, I'm just me. But just think about this. In the 40s, they developed radar. It was cumbersome. It didn't have much range. Now, if you can convince me in the 40s, they had the technology to build a craft that could go out of the atmosphere without melting. If they could develop the electronics to make it function, to make the craft do whatever it does to leave the or, 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 or uh, you know, atmosphere, I just don't buy that one either. Now, again, I mean, there's a lot of books written about the Nazi bell, the the Nazi UFOs going to the moon, flying over Washington, D.C. I don't think it was man-made, any of those. They couldn't have been. The only thing I could think is maybe it was captured UFOs, crash UFOs that the Germans, if they did have it, you know, Managed to, but again, how would they know how to pilot one? 
I don't know, James, what do you think about all this? Well, yeah, that is a, that's a lot right there. But I do know that one guest we had on said that the uh, Nazis made a deal with these certain aliens and they gave them, I, I believe he said, seven of these craft. And uh, But, you know, to go to the moon in the 40s, here's the thing. Even how do they keep going back and forth to the moon and and uh, without being seen? I mean that's 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 a lot. When you leave this atmosphere and, and go to the moon, you're going to be seen somewhere, sometime. So I, I, that's a lot. That's a lot to swallow for sure. I don't know. That's the whole thing. I mean, just think about it. The technology wasn't there. I mean, you realize even in the 40s, okay, they didn't have. Well, put it this way. There was no such thing as skin divers at the start. You know, when these submarines would go down, they would fill an airbag and they would give them like two minutes of oxygen to get to the surface. You're going to tell me that these craft, unless they were given by aliens, and then they would have had to been instructed, you know, for the pilots to know how to fly one. I just don't think the technology was there. I don't think... Any of it would have been there, let alone take somebody in the 40s, for example. I'm not saying they're dumb because they weren't, but to teach them how to operate the components to fly a UFO, I think would be really hard. I mean, how many people have trouble even running their computer or getting their first cell phone and figure out how to use it? That's so true. How about this? How about going back to the 1860s? And giving them a, a brand new Cadillac and say, here, now, there you go. It's, um, you know, reverse engineer it and drive it and go and see what you can do. It's, it's you know, there's going to be somebody getting run over or wrecking or killing himself. I know. It, it's just, when you think about all this stuff, it just makes me wonder. And then it's coming close to what is going on about these UFOs and these objects. Because, you know, the... Air Force Project Blue Book investigated all the way from the 50s to the 80s. And then all that stuff supposedly ended. And then there was other groups from 2007 to 2012 that their budget was withdrawn. But yet, but yet, it was still going on secretly. With the Senate committee and with, you know, the Navy and all this stuff investigating ufos because they do find that it could be a threat and honestly it could be a threat oh absolutely how many times from the 1960s out there in minnesota and the the, the, uh, dakotas and other nuclear places that the ufos went over the bases and shut you know put them offline shut them down or or um made it look like uh, the enemies were coming over it almost caused on a war if you don't think that's a threat when some a craft can go over your military base where there may be nukes or silos and it's shutting things down and causing a panic, what is a threat? If that's not a threat, what is? Well, it certainly is. And according to the New York Times, okay, they're thinking this information of a public report will maybe be out in the public within six months. But they still have 180 days, you know, to... Um, report back to the Senate uh, committee who's investigating these UFOs. Now, if if we still have a committee with the U.S. Senate investigating what's going on with UFOs, 
tells me that there is something going on out there. Again, these reports of these UFOs crashing. Yeah, anything. I don't care what technology you have. Something can always fail. Maybe they got hit by lightning. Maybe they got hit by something else. Maybe they were just a bad pilot in a UFO and they crashed. But, you know, again, to back engineer this stuff. I'm not saying somebody out there who's been going on for years saying that we have back engineered all these craft. I don't I just don't buy it because, again, I'm going to tell you, okay, if somebody came back when they invented the record and said, well, here, here's a CD. All this music you just put on this record is on the CD, plus the whole encyclopedia is on this. They're going to look at it and they're going to figure out how was it put on. They'll never figure it out. No, no, they won't. You're so correct on that. And uh, that's the thing. You don't have to go back very many years. I mean, go to the 1800s till now and just send some of that stuff back. And that would puzzle them. Not to mention a civilization that could be thousands, if not millions of years ahead of us. Are you kidding us? Some of those crafts supposedly look like they were 3D cut out of one piece of uh, uh, material that, that I've heard reports on. And then I've also heard different research and reports on some of that stuff was flown like uh, interfaced through the people's, the uh, being's thoughts. So it, how's that going to work with us being a whole different biological uh, entity? So I don't know. These are just some of the theories out there. But, yeah, there's a lot going on there. And for, and for us to have an ego so big to think, you know what, they're 10,000 light or, or years ahead of us, and we got one of their crafts, we're going to reverse engineer it, get in that thing and do whatever. I just don't see it happening. I just don't. Oh, I, I, I don't. And that's the whole thing. Now, also on our website, like I said, we have changed it so you can go on it. And I made some easy changes. I, I took a lot of it off. I condensed it down. So now when you go on, you have the player right up front so you can listen to the show and we go live at 6 p.m it goes live and then after the show you can listen to the archives you can listen to the show we just did if you didn't uh you know catch it on time it doesn't cost you anything and then each day we put up a video of something it can be anywhere from related to ufos to bigfoot mothman whatever the subject of the day is out there uh we put it up and then we have who our guest is. And then we also feature on our website a book or two of some of our guests has been on that, you know, is uh, marketing their books. So you can just click on it and go right to it and purchase the book. So we made it a lot easier. Now, we're going to still be working on the website. We're going to uh, the next thing we're going to do is probably work on putting chat on it, too. So you can chat with us during the show right on from the website, which would make it a lot easier for a lot of people. That way they don't have to message me through Messenger or try to get on to speaker and uh, communicate with us. They can just go right on there and we can just respond that way. So that's going to be a big thing. Now, you know, tomorrow we're going to be talking with Jill. Uh, uh, What's her last name on that? I don't have it in front of me. Shelly, Jill Shelly. Okay, we're going to be talking about ghost hunting. And then uh, we made a change with one of our guests. We got Rob coming back on. And everybody out there, if they listen to the show, they know who Rob is. 
And he writes a lot of books on time travel, UFOs, abductions, and, and things like that. He's going to... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Beyond, we got great guests booked up all this week and all of next week. Now, one thing we've changed on our show is called scripted. Occasionally, we get a guest on the show that reads a script for an hour and a half and is not so kind to let me ask questions. And that is now changed. If, if a guest comes on, I hate to say it, and they got a skipped, uh, scripted you know, uh, story they're telling, they're not going to be on very long. Because it, it scares me. Anytime somebody does a script and reads a script to be on a show, it makes me wonder, are they truthful? I don't know how you feel about that, James, but to me, it gives, gives me a bad feeling. And I get these, all these book companies and agents emailing me saying, hey, I want this person to be a guest on your show. Here's all the questions to ask them. And they give me two pages of questions to ask them. That's not a way it needs to be, and it shouldn't be. It should be that they are in the studio with me, which they're not, but we're sitting maybe over a cup of tea or a glass of beer. And we're talking about the subject and we're communicating back and forth. And I try to ask the questions you, the listener, wants to hear. And uh, lately we've had some people on that were very scripted and it didn't go that way. They just wanted to put out their own view. And again, you know, I don't care if a person has investigated 3000 reports of UFOs or abductions or if one. The, the point is, it's a two-way street conversation here. But I, I, I really gotten flustered. I thought about it all over the weekend. I get a lot of people on that keep telling me, oh, the aliens are here to serve us. They're here to save us. And they cure cancer and they do this and that. Well, you know what? It all comes down to one thing. If you are abducted in any form or way, okay, it's being done against your wishes. So if they take you on a craft and they start putting needles in you 
they start doing whatever they do to you. They're doing it against your wishes. I don't think a sane person would want to be laying on a table somewhere having needles and open up and all this other stuff that's claimed that's being done. To, to me, that's like kidnapping and worse. How many of these people that been taken aboard these craft or supposedly taken aboard these craft were ever returned? I got a funny feeling it's a small percentage because if you look how many people, I don't care. You can justify it any way you want. But 30 to 50,000 people vanishing out of our country each year. And who knows about it in Canada or Germany or the UK? I'm sure they got high numbers of people just vanishing. This is not us and the USA. Something is going on. And where are these people being taken and why? I mean, just think about it. I, I think about that more than ever because I lost two sons here recently. And I, I just, the, the, the thought of people vanishing and you can't do anything about it. What, what's going on with these people? Do you have any feelings what maybe is going on, James? Well, I, geez, I'll tell you what. I think it could be a combination of things, but mostly I would say that 75% of it could be with these non-terrestrial beings. I uh, definitely could see that. And, and let me tell you something. Anytime something takes you against your will and then races your brain and not because they have empathy for you, but because they don't want to get caught or, or draw attention to themselves and put implants in you and then may continue to do it through your whole family and they start with you at three or four years old, these are all negative overtones. And then they still mess with your mind till it gets to a point where you almost have Stockholm Syndrome and you start saying it's okay. It's not okay. And, and, and they're doing it to their own self-indulging uh, needs not to help us and then these other people that say well they can't get involved or you know like that star trek thing well that's contradictive because they are getting involved they're abducting our people so they're but contradicting yeah, themselves aren't they it, right and, and people are missing this i've talked to several people not just on this show but in my own little thing and, and they've been abducted and they've been on ships with uh, and they've seen lots of people they return, but did the other people return? Some of them don't return. Uh, it's a scary thought. But listen, these people are going somewhere. I mean, let's face it, they're not coming back. They're disappearing like no trace, some of these people. And that's a lot of people. Yeah, just to think how their family members feel. Like all of a sudden, their daughter or their son or their husband or wife or grandma or grandpa is gone and, and no trace of them. They just vanish. Can you imagine how much damage it does emotionally to the whole entire family? So if they are here to help us, they're doing a shitty job, a shitty job. Now, think about this. People that regress these people, okay, and come up with a lot of their stories that they didn't even realize that they went through. I think some of these people who regress people are biased, number one, because they want this information, and the other thing is, after having a couple people who were board-certified hypnotists on the show in the past, one was a detective in New York, for example, retired, a homicide uh, detective. You know, what he said is that if you have somebody who is not board-certified, somebody that doesn't have enough experience, you know, regressing people, 
You can put thoughts in their mind. You can bring out thoughts and get them totally confused, like Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, uh, Space 2000 and whatever. Okay, or Space 1999, all these little things they've watched through the years, all mixed up in their head. And now these people are, are, are sitting there, you know, under hypnosis, giving, well, facts of what they thought they seen, maybe were facts from, I hate to say it, movies, TV shows. Yeah, and you know what else? Some of them are leading them, too. They're leading them with their questions, which is that, you know, that's a very scary field. And um, we have talked to some of them that were, you know, pretty legit and, and trustworthy. But for every one of those are, how many out there that aren't? How many of these therapists have their own agendas wanting to get their own books so they need the material? So, yeah, they're leading them or they're they're bringing out memories that maybe, like you said, absolutely, you've seen it on TV. Let's face it. There, we've been seeing you have and aliens on TV since what the fifties, forties? Yeah, fifties actually. Over Washington State, actually, I think it was in the late forties. But here's the thing, okay? I, I, how many people? It seems like all these people, the majority of them, come away and they say, "Oh, these aliens are here to protect us. They want happiness for us. They they want nothing but the best for us." But then again, they're experimenting with the person on a table. And and who knows what all they're doing to them. And then they give them a screenshot of naturally. You know, you don't want everybody going, oh, I was abducted and they were horrible. You know, if, if it ever comes out and when they do remember, they give them, oh, the, these aliens are here to help us. But right now, look at the virus that's hitting our country, hitting the worldwide. How many people are dying way more than they ever thought? Now, if if they were here to help us, why didn't they give us a vaccine or give us the recipe for a vaccine and say, here, to one of these people, here's how here's a cure for the virus. Well, that hasn't happened, has it? No, that hasn't happened. That's a very good point. There's a whole lot of other uh, preferably of things they could have helped us with, but they're not. And so it is very contradictive when, you know, they're saying they're helping us, but they're really not helping us. And then they're saying, well, they can't get involved, but yet they're abducting us. So it's like, hello, you can't say one thing and it's it's a whole nother thing. But yeah, I, I think there's, they have their own self-indulging needs and that's what they're concerned about. And that's it. Well, it's scary. Yes, I honestly believe, I honestly believe that we're being visited. I know we are. Because, I mean, just in the news here, the past week, they came up with how many different solar systems, how many different planets that could sustain life. And a lot of these planets are way older than our planet. So if they sustain life, and I'm not talking about little bugs, I'm talking life, they would be so more advanced than us. So I, I, I just don't buy a lot of this stuff. Now, you know what? May, I, I don't want people mad at me. But, you know, again, I can understand people, you know, wanting, how can I say it, a little bit of fame. Maybe some people go out there that claim they were abducted, were never abducted. Because, as you know, we've had some guests back months ago that contradicted their whole remember that one lady i'm not mentioning her name but uh, they had a book and the guy pulled the book off you know the market after we had her guest on 
because she was contradicting herself all the way through the interview. Right. Yeah, that was something else. As a matter of fact, they did it while the show was going on. But, yeah, and, and, that, and again, what is going on? Is the people thinking that, or are these beings really messing and scrambling up the brain so much that you can't get things straight? Or is a little bit of all of it together? It's just, it, it, but either way you roll it out, it's scary. It Just think about it. Some of these people are traumatized. they got PTSD, and then they go from that to, oh, it's okay. Well, that just doesn't ring true. No, something there. it is. And if any of the aliens out there hear the broadcast from one of the radio stations, here's this. Okay. If you are here to help mankind survive. Okay. I want you to deliver to the center of disease. Okay. Something to, well, get rid of the virus. If you can do that, if you can come up with a vaccine and give it to us then I, I believe that you're here to help us. But, they, they, you know, I can't believe it's like Star Trek. Oh, we can't interfere, okay? That was a writer. That was Gene Roddenberry. That was his idea. Think about it. They're not going to be, they're going to be so far advanced. They don't have the feelings we have. They're not going to sit there and say, well, you know, we're not going to get involved. They are getting involved when they take you on that craft. An experiment with you against your wishes. I don't know anybody in their right mind would want to be taken and have their eggs removed or sperm removed or fingers shoved down their throat and try to come out their ear or opening up to see what their organs look like and put back together. Yeah, maybe some people have been cured of cancer or heart problems, but maybe it was done, you know, when they were reassembling whatever they're doing anyway we're going to go on break and we come back philip kinsella will be on him and his brother like i said out of the uk they have a talk show with they cover the type topics of ufos and stuff like that so we'll be right back on night dreams talk radio so stay tuned it's going to be an interesting show here tonight if you would like to hear night dreams talk radio on your local radio station let them know Tell them to check out www.nightdreamstalkradio.com and thank you. Hi, this is Tom Davis with Metatron Power and Light. Our songs are inspired by our own experiences and the stories of people we've met. We know what we've seen and we know the truth. We are not alone. She asked me for a What's unusual about Metatron Power and Light as a band is we share the same beliefs. We've all had similar experiences, and together through music, we can explore the kinds of subjects that haven't been presented in exactly this way before. We want everyone to know that what you're going through, we're going through. When you're being told one thing and seeing another, we are here with you. Music brings people together, and together we're strong. Good evening. You're listening to Night Dreams Talk Radio with Gary Anderson, and here's Gary. And we are back. Our guest, Philip Kinsella, is on. How you doing, Philip? It's been a while since we talked. Hello, Gary. How are you? It's nice to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you there. And you know what? I still haven't listened to you and your brother do a show, don't you? 
Um, we do. I mean, we do, we run one called Twin Souls, which is connected with the Paranormal UK radio network. And um, and we've been out of that for about six months, I think, because we weren't very well. Um, but that's going back online at the end of this month. Yeah. So we're looking forward to doing that. Well, when you do, please send me a link and I'll put it up on our website for listeners can find it. Oh, great. Thank you, Gary. I will indeed. Thank you very much. Well, here's the thing. You know, it, this last couple of days, this, the New York Times came out with an article about UFOs and the Senate investigating UFOs. You know, that, you know, rumors been going around. Oh, they, they have disbanded all these organizations in the government investigating UFOs. Not true. They're still investigating it. And that the Senate right now is waiting for a report from the Navy. Uh, within the next 180 days, if these UFOs are a threat to society, our nation, worldwide. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, uh, our researchers like ourselves have been arguing this for many years, for decades even. Um, and I think it's an insult, really, to in, to our intelligence to be told, you know, look the other way, nothing to see here. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get hit with this information stating that, uh, you know, extraterrestrial crafts or even interdimensional crafts, whichever way you you want to view the uh, the subject, is a reality. And I, I, I myself personally can't understand why they dropped the bombshell now. So, you know, basically, if there was any way to sue them, I think every person on the planet who's interested in UFO should do that because... They told us that they don't exist, and that that was evident uh, through the first inception of the uh, cover-up um, with regards to Roswell, as we all are aware of, back in 1947. And I've always argued that, you know, if, you know, um, the military uh, back in 1947 um, in uh, Roswell, New Mexico, if, they, if it had been nothing more than a mogul secret weather balloon, well, it wasn't that secret, was it? Because if they had been uh, watching the object, they would have known where it, when it came down or whether observing the, uh, the weather balloon. And, of course, it took a ranch to find the debris. And, of course, since the inception of that cover-up, uh, saying that it was nothing more than a weather balloon, uh, we've been chasing our tails, wondering just what the hell we're looking for. And, basically, it was like chasing shadows. And now we have this bombshell stating that off-world technology has been retrieved well where is it i mean you know it's all very well saying that they this may be true but where's the rest of the information this is this is what we're looking into well you're so right and here's another thing i was reading an article and this is again supposedly a committee that reports to the u.s senate it, it basically you know for years where we talk about back engineering these crafts that crashed but after mm-hmm. I read what I could find out about it in this report, basically kind of denies that because I don't, again, I, I've had some people when I talk about this get upset with me. But if I took you right now, Phil, back to 1943, right? Mm-hmm. And gave you a cell phone and <laughs> said, I want you to make a cell phone. You're not going to be able to do it. The top scientists in the day couldn't comprehend how to make it. They mightn't get the idea how it works, but they wouldn't have the technology available to them 
to yeah i mean yeah I, I see what you mean yeah gary because you know at the end of the day you know um i think to be honest with you we've got to ask why there's been a cover-up to begin with and i think the the general idea is that the powers that be or whoever these secret clandestine uh, people are um, won't be able to explain to the public just what we're dealing with because we're told on one level that we're dealing with nuts and bolts craft yet through my research and a lot of other researchers uh, investigations tells us that there are uh, we're dealing with a phenomena that's multi-complexed so i believe that you're right every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I mean, you know, the, the kind of technology they might be dealing with is something that would be considered as magic. Um, and I believe that um, us trying to back-engineer that technology would be extremely difficult. My idea uh, or my concepts concerning uh, a certain species, the, the well-known species that most people within ufology are aware of, are the greys. Now, I know that you know people raise their eyebrows when they say all the greys because they've been sensationalized and um, the media have you know, stereotyped them as these badass creatures. Um, uh, that, you know, abduct people and perform these experiments. But when we look at the subject matter, it is not just one way. It's a multi-complex phenomena. And my idea is that these entities, these beings, are very much aware of, of the mind and how consciousness works. So it's, you know, even if they did state categorically that they have off-world retrieved technology, um, you know, whichever way you look at it, I, I don't doubt that in any way. But I myself have serious reservations about this, um, you know, reversed engineering, uh, as we call it. You're, you're absolutely right with the cell phone analogy, because at the end of the day, I mean, where would they start? And I think perhaps it puzzled um, the scientific core, who obviously would have analyzed uh, such material. They couldn't work it out. Um, so my idea is that, you know, even if it, if it was proven that we have off-world technology, we've got to ask ourselves the questions, well, what kind of technology are we talking about? And who, what minds are behind that technology? You know, it, it, but what, strangely, I mean, the whole subject matter of this bombshell that's been dropped with a lot of controversy and arguments with other researchers and people interested in the UFO phenomenon has raised a lot of questions and this will continue to do so. So I don't know what's going on at the moment. I don't know what, what card they're playing. I have no idea. Is this soft disclosure? Well, I don't think so, to be honest with you, because we're still chasing our tail, as I said before, with regards to what we're, what we're actually dealing with here. Well, I think whatever information we're going to get on disclosure, we might get something, but we're not going to get the truth. Because, again, I, 
you know, doing the show and you and your brother doing shows and the paranormal, you know, you're going to get a certain amount of guests on that have their own views. If it's UFOs or Bigfoot or or ghost hunting, right? They're going to have their own views. Yes. But when you think about it, about people being abducted, for example, I get so many people on the show that claim they're an expert and nobody is an expert on this. I can tell you this right now. I don't care if you interviewed 30 people or 3,000 people. You're not going to be an expert because all you know is what you hear. Now, I don't yeah. know if you were listening to the show before I brought you on, but here's the thing. I I know I'm repeating myself, but I had a retired detective on my show a couple of years ago out of New York, a homicide detective. And he moved to Mexico after he retired. He became board-certified hypnotist because that's what he wanted to do his whole life. And you know what he told me is that a lot of people who regress people on UFO encounters or abductions are not board-certified. And there's a lot of cross-contamination uh, you know, going on. Mm-hmm. So if there are taking somebody and regressing them, are they influencing mm-hmm. the answers they're getting from these people that claim they were abducted? Because, like I said on my show, if these aliens, Philip, are here to protect us, you, me, your family, our countries, right? Mm-hmm. Why haven't they stepped forward and gave us a vaccine for the for the virus is going on right now you know my brother and i've argued this and through the research i mean i, I i've stated this uh, in, a, in a new book that's coming out uh, soon basically that you know we're, we're dealing with something that goes beyond our level of of understanding on a conscious level now let's look at it i'm not an expert my brother's not an expert in fact all we have is after all these decades of research from other researchers as well is a blank page but what we can do is try to build a picture or framework um, of the phenomena at hand and that is why um, i understand that we have to be very cautious when we're dealing with this subject matter um, my brother and i don't sit on the fence i mean we we are open-minded but we're not gullible and you've you've got to take certain cases i mean i had a couple who were telling me um, a couple of years ago that basically they had all the answers and that, you know, the reason that I come forward with my theoretical application of what I believe may perhaps be going on is because I'm a negative person and I'm anything but, um, uh, Gary, a negative person. Um, so, you know, you get some people, unfortunately, who are too, you know, into it and they believe everything. It's the same with psychic activity. <clears throat> dealing with consciousness and understanding the applications of how consciousness works. And you get some people who really believe that everything they, they see and hear is from spirit, as we call it. The same with people involved in ufology. And then you get the other um, end of the, the um, coin, the other end of the coin, where people say, well, you know, I don't believe. I think we have to walk a very thin and very careful line of rationality with regards to this. And this is why I got involved in the UFO subject, not least of all because of an experience I had uh, which people would call an abduction back in 1989 and the only one that I recall I mean I've seen UFOs at close range 
But I wanted to explore the facets of that abduction because a lot of people will say, well, I've been abducted. And you get this idea that they were abducted on a physical level. Well, the experience that I had was partly physical and the other part was not. And this is why I then spent um, all these years researching and digging into the phenomena to find my answers. And, you know, we're, my brother and I are linked with a pool, like yourself, of brilliant minds that, that to deal with theoretical application. Because I believe that if we dive too deep into the air and say, well, this is what it is then there's something else that comes up which says, well, that actually contradicts that data. So my own personal feeling um, is that with regards to abductions, we have to be very careful with regards to the um, what we call the alien agenda. And I agree with you, again, if I may just clarify an excellent point that you made, Gary, with regards to not just the, the, um, you know, the detective um, using hypnosis, um, we have to be very careful. I've never been hypnotized at all by anyone. Someone tried it once and it didn't work. Um, and I've only, um, with regards to the 1989 event, uh, you know, dealt with that on a level where I can remember it, recall it, which is like it happened yesterday. Now, the other thing is that with regards to uh, the abduction phenomena and people um, and, the, the, you know, the, the UFO phenomena at large, you know, no, they haven't given us the cure for cancer. They haven't given us the cure for this new pandemic that's suddenly risen. In fact, our understanding of what we're dealing with suggests that perhaps a large faction of them may not be positive. Um, and this, and people say, oh, no, no, you know, the greys are lovely. And I'm not disputing that. But more times than not, going through the research, it's showing us quite a disturbing picture because most of the encounters that we uh, hear about and are reported are anything but good. Uh, more times than not, they want to sh uh, hide themselves within the shadows. And this is interesting. So we have to be careful as researchers when we're dealing with any form of investigation. I think we have to have a rational-minded view of what we're dealing with and put the pieces together, which we're still doing today. Oh, you are so right. Think about this, right? Somebody kidnaps. I'm just using this as an example, right? Uh-huh. A lady. That is a family that has well-to-do means, okay? Now, they got her kidnapped, and they are basically tormenting her during it, saying, basically, if they don't come up with the money, we're going to kill you. Mm -hmm. So the, the lady, in her mind, knows if she doesn't go along with the, the kidnappers, right? Mm -hmm. She's going to die. So what happens is, the, I hate to say it, the Stockholm comes into play all of a sudden their mind kind of melts they want to live and all the next thing they're doing is they're trying to help the kidnapper do yes. his crime and then when, if the kidnapper gets caught or whatever you know what they're you know they're defending them there was a case for example where a guy murdered a whole bunch of people kidnapped a lady this is years ago and all of a sudden, they get married. She's supporting this guy emotionally. He gets arrested, and then all of a sudden, she breaks down, and she realizes what she was doing all these years. And that's what I'm saying can happen with some of these people that claim they were abducted. They either, you know, are it 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 caused emotional stress so bad to them, or maybe. Mm -hmm.
maybe these aliens have the technology to make you forget all the experiments they're doing with you and send you off if they're you're lucky enough to get off the craft. They're <laughs> loving creatures. They're here to serve man without barbecue well, sauce. Well, I have to tell you, through my understanding, um, we're dealing, as I said before, with a multi-complexed phenomenon. Um, and it parallels very closely towards what we call the near-death experience. Um, because when you analyze the abduction phenomenon, um, it certainly uh, feels like we're going into the uh, down, sorry, the rabbit hole even deeper. I think, you know, trying to answer the question of whether or not we're being visited by aliens from another planet, uh, we have to seriously contemplate exactly how they, you know, perform uh, their amazing feats of getting people through walls and doors and the reason behind the abduction phenomena. Um, you know, I know that uh, Dr. David um, Jacobs from America, who I met at a conference, um, we spent some time together and I admire his work. And we have different views about what we feel is going on with regards to the abduction, especially with the greys. And the greys actually are, I think, the most famous and yet the uh, most revealing of cases with regards to abductions because they've given us more clues than any other a supposed extraterrestrial that's been visiting. Now, the other thing is that going into the past, studying the UFO phenomenon, we look at the Roswell crash as a, one example. I mean, I'm not going to go into that because it's one of the most famous and well-known cases within ufology. In fact, well, it's the why, don't, ufology. why don't you go into it? Because we have over a million listeners between the internet and radio stations. And maybe somebody out there is not familiar with Roswell. So what happened at Roswell? Well, in the, uh, you know, in 1947, a, um, a UFO supposedly crashed in the desert region of uh, Roswell, New Mexico. And um, basically, it came down when there was a tremendous storm. Um, a ranch called Mac Brazel was uh, actually uh, present. Uh, he was a witness to this uh, explosion that he heard. And he was a rancher of, uh, you know, sheep. So he'd gone out a few days later and checked, the, noticed all this rubble and broken shards of metal across the desert. And he picked up some of this metal and found out that most of his sheep wouldn't cross a certain line of where these shards of metal broke. Now, we can understand or theoretically assume that whatever this object was had dipped and, and smashed into the ground and then ricocheted further off, further afield. So Mac Brazel didn't actually uh, find a whole craft, as it were. He only sh found fragments of it. Um, he then brought this to the attention of the local authorities, who then contacted the Army Air Force, uh, the Army uh, Roswell Air Force Base, who sent out some people to come and examine it. And then the next thing that we know is that all of this material was put into the back of a truck, uh, and then of course uh, shipped back to Wright Patterson's Air Force Base. And it was at that point, they, we believe, that uh, the Army sent out a, a search uh, mission and found the rest of the craft along with occupants. Now, that then led to a flurry of excitement where it was uh, released uh, with a, the Daily Roswell Gazette, where they announced, the military announced that they were in possession of a flying disc. And then in less than 24 hours, they, they reversed the story and said that it was a mogul weather balloon. And um, yeah. uh, Major Jesse Marcel, who had been on the case to begin with, was forced to kneel uh, in front of his office floor 
of material of this said or parts of an alleged um, mogul weather balloon um, to dissuade any attention that a real craft that, uh, uh, of extraterrestrial origin had crashed. Now, my argument is, first of all, you wouldn't splash pictures of a top-secret uh, uh, mogul experiment on the front pages of a newspaper. And secondly, if the army had maintained all along that this was basically a secret experimental device, as I said earlier, they would have been monitoring it. They would have known when it came down. They would have just left it. Um, so my, my the, the argument is basically, oh, yes, you know, it's that top secret. We didn't know where the hell it was. So back when the Roswell case happened, when that occurred, basically this created the, the first stages of what we call conspiracy theories. And I don't think that the American military knew how to handle uh, something called a down crash of, a, of an extraterrestrial craft. And new measures have been set in place now where, you know, that there are procedures that to, to follow if one of these crafts comes down. But my you know, curiosity got the better of me, wondering why these crafts came down in remote areas. And this led to the suspicion or the understanding that perhaps certain um, Cladenstein military operations are able to forcibly bring these crafts down. Um, so, we, you know, when we deal with, <coughs> excuse me, alleged UFO crashes, um, we have to be careful because, again, when there's any form of sensational story that breaks, it's going to be steeped in so much controversy and, you know, people come out of the woodwork and say they were involved and start messing up the case at hand. So I think looking at any case within its, uh, the first inception of when it happened uh, might tell us or give us clues as to what really, what really occurred during that period. And I myself personally do believe that happened. Um, but as for the uh, UFO phenomena, it seems to have morphed. It seems to have become more complex um, because back in the day, we believed that we were dealing with spacemen, physical spacemen from another planet. And now we're dealing with, as you explained very uh, cleverly, Gary, uh, something that, that borders along a psychological construct within consciousness. So, you know, are we dealing with a mental uh, issue? Are we dealing with a uh, psychological issue? Are we dealing with a physical issue? Well, they damn well seem all connected. So um, I think we're dealing with something more than just your average nuts and bolts craft. And I know people would raise their hands up and say, excuse me, sir, you're wrong. Well, I may be wrong, but throughout the study and investigations that we've been doing with regards to the abduction phenomena tells me that we're dealing with more than spacemen here. We're dealing with something that is able to integrate with our consciousness. I mean, I, I remembered watching when I was uh, researching uh, UFOs, when I first began researching it, um, some documentary on TV, and this is how mad it gets. And this is the other nasty area with media, where the media is control, uh, concerned, because when they when they control the airtime for UFO um, you know encounters, they kind of always douse the story and ridicule. But on this program, there was this lady on there, and she was relaying to the audience that she'd been taken to the moon by the Greys, and uh, dancing and laughing and having a great time minus a, a spacesuit. And of course, this, is, this led me into the um, understanding that there is a cover-up, there is a disinformation campaign, and I think and believe that the authorities have kept the secret because we may be um, dealing with a disturbing element. I'm not saying that's with all UFO encounters, Gary, but I do believe that a vast majority of the experiences are negative and that these entities are very clever. 
they're able to integrate with our human consciousness, they're able to control people. And um, more times than not, you know, most people do recall that something unusual has happened to them. But you, you're correct. It's like the hundred monthly monkey syndrome, oh, yeah. where when it yeah when it happens to one, then everyone else is starting to experience this. So this, you know, basically leads us into very deep waters indeed. But I myself personally believe that we are being visited by perhaps interdimensional beings. I believe that it's possible that they are interested within our genealogy and DNA makeup. And that um, because the greys, for want of a better word, uh, as I said, I've, I've studied them for many, many years. And they give us the, they, they give us clues, basically, as to what we possibly could be. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Gaming with. Um, and we, we have to look at them in different aspects or certain aspects of the phenomena at hand. Um, you know, I'm not, you have to be very careful as well when you, you link with people who have very positive and meaningful experiences. Um, but the UFO phenomena uh, basically is the crowning glory um, with regards to, you know, understanding what we're, what we're dealing with on, an, on a conscious, uh, empirical level of conscious awareness. Uh, the same can be said for people linked with spiritualism. You have to be very careful because most people have their own uh, ideologies about their awareness of God, of the other side, and so on and so forth. And most people within those departments won't move. They rigidly stay, stay within the old ways and won't move with the times. So, you know, as I said, we, I think we're dealing with a multi-complex phenomenon that is real, that's really occurring. Um, but I don't think we've nailed it just yet. I think this is why the establishments of power are at pains to release this information to the public because they will be at a loss to explain. Or, oh, by the way, uh, we have a bunch of interdimensionals that are able to adapt to you, perform these experiments. We don't have all the answers, but hey, it's okay. So I think that, you know, they'll say, you know, if they do admit that there's UFOs, yeah, it's okay. They exist, but it's not okay because they have a problem. I mean, I sent a letter to Parliament because I belong to NUFORCE, which is the National UFO Reporting Service, which has been created by Nigel Ross in our search for the truth. Because like you, Gary, we are after just the truth, um, even though the UFO subject can give you a headache. <laughs> and I sent a letter to one of the uh, uh, one of the members of Parliament, very high up lady, to see if we could put together a team of people within Parliament to to say, look, let's put down the barriers of untruths and disinformation from your end let's work together as a unit and pull all our resources together we have a team of people that can help you know analyze and put together these cases do you know i've got silence back it tells you everything doesn't it oh it does and think about this here we need to go on break here in about a minute but 
Roswell. Going back that for a second, you know, they said, well, maybe it was a storm lightning that took out the UFO. Also, radar was pretty new back in that time frame. Yes. And there was two radar stations within a few miles of that crash site. Now, mm-hmm. could that UFO got hit with lightning and then, well, I don't know how their technology is, how it navigates, but maybe... Maybe the radar could have done enough to jam the craft where it caused it to crash. But again, Correct. a lot of disinformation here. So when we come back from the break, I got a couple more questions to ask you. And then we'll continue on here talking about abductions, UFOs, and are they here to help us? Well, I can tell you this. They're not going to get my hunts, 57 sauce, if they invite me on a craft. We'll be back with uh, Philip. In about uh, two minutes, so stay tuned. You're listening to Night Dreams Talk Radio. can advertise your business on Night Dreams Talk Radio and you will be heard worldwide. Why not contact us at nightdreamstalkradio at gmail.com. You are listening to Night Dreams Talk Radio Network from our compound to you worldwide with your host, Gary Anderson. And we're talking about abductions, UFOs, conspiracy from the government, and who knows where else, maybe even from the aliens themselves, with our guest, Philip Kinsella. Here's one thing, disinformation. Think about this, mm-hmm. Philip. What better disinformation would be than from the aliens themselves? When these people are being abducted, given these screenshots or whatever, oh, they're here to help us. They give orbs. They cured my cancer. Mm-hmm. They cured my liver disease they did this or that or that but then again if they're sitting there experimenting with people 
Here's where I get confused. All these abductions just hasn't been going on for five or 10 or 20 or 100 years. It's been going on a long time. How much DNA do they need? Or is it something else they need? Well, you know, that's very interesting, Gary, because my research has led me into much deeper areas. And, you know, when we're dealing with UFO phenomenon, we have to remove ourselves from the nuts and bolts aspect um, because I believe that we are dealing with something that's much more than what we call spacemen coming from another planet. And the greys, for want of a better word, they're called the greys, that seem prosaic, they seem empty vessels. And they seem very interested in our process of reproduction of what makes us human, basically. So I've got several ideas that I've been working with on a theoretical level and merely a theoretical level uh, of application. Because I think that we need to try and broaden our horizons with regards to this subject matter. Um, the greys themselves are able to morph their reality. They're able to interact with human minds very strongly. They seem very weak on a, if I may use the word lightly, physical level, if that's the right word to use. But on a mental capacity as a hive mind consciousness, they seem to be very strong. They're able to overpower an individual. So um, what are the greys? Where do they come from? Why are they here? And what are they doing? Well, they certainly aren't here to give us the cure for cancer and any other diseases, that's for sure. Thank you. Because in, yeah, because all of the research that my twin brother Ronald and myself have been doing suggests that we're dealing with an, uh, an, an intelligence, for want of a better word, that does not have our best interests at heart. Um, simply because when they abduct someone, they make damn sure that they cover the memory of the abduction. What's strange is that I feel that they need the, the abductee, as it's called, um, to be aware of some kind of awareness, awareness from the individual so that interaction is able to be um, you know, created. Now, let's look and see what the greys are interested in. We hear stories also, incredible stories of uh, hybrids, um, where basically a human female is, uh, you know, impregnated with a, an alien embryo, um, obviously with the help of uh, the male, human male, and they create this sickly, weakly-looking hybrid. Um, and most of the reports of females who have been involved in these uh, Cladenstein operations from the greys are then when they've given uh, when the the fetus is, is extracted from the uh, female after about you know some weeks of gestation period they're taking on board to see them in tubes and then they meet them later on and they're told to bond with the child now why would uh, an intelligent species a vastly superior species use us and please excuse me here as a species who is not on their level, who is uh, only beginning to evolve as a uh, form of incubation for a new genus. Now, this is where I wanted to find out what we may be dealing with, um, because, the, you know, when we look at ourselves as a species, as a human species, you know, um, my understanding is most people believe that you live and you die and that's it. Well, there seems to be a lot more to us than that. And that's another story. I mean, it's like opening a can of worms here. But I dare to walk where angels fear to tread with regards to research. And when we examined the cases of, of UFOs, the greys are only after what they want. They're not interested in what we want as a species. Our world is in a really screwed up place at the moment. You look around, it's not getting any better. 
And where are they? I mean, you know, if they're supposed to be a great and, you know, our saviors, they've done nothing. All they've done is hidden in the shadows. Um, and like ghosts, it's like we're chasing shadows. Um, and this is a telltale sign. So, so my understanding is that we're dealing with something that operates on a higher level of conscious awareness, that that awareness has interacted with us as a species and has for a very long time and is able to morph but they're also interested in us as a species as a repro- as a species that can reproduce the greys cannot the greys are blank canvases and i know that we get into this argument this tiresome argument of people saying well they're robots or you know they're this or they're that but the reality is that if they are performing such experimentation and shocking experimentation um, it, it tells us that they're doing it for their own means. So we've got to ask the question, why would a sexless species want to procreate uh, with a, a, a lower life form and create hybrids? And this led me into areas of human consciousness, the soul, and you know areas that most ufologists would feel uncomfortable in approaching but we have to look at all areas yeah they're spacemen they come from another planet they're here to help us no i don't think so because my understanding is that this is a multi-complex multi-dimensional and you know and i think it 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 may lead us into areas which is so deep uh that we have to just kind of like take a take a time to you know step gently um but yeah it, it, it's such an argument gary i mean you know researchers at loggerheads all the time as soon as you come out with something oh no it can't be that well what is it what are we dealing with because we're just going round in circles let's walk out um into the uh, open and uh, come into an area where we feel uncomfortable and start exploring that territory well you know i had a while back i said this and i had people get upset with me philip uh, it, and it's no more than what anybody else has said about greys or whatever uh, these aliens, you know, what they are, is mm. maybe, maybe they're taking people for their DNA to create a warrior race. Maybe they're not capable, you mm-hmm. know, to fight wars or to conquer other planets, and they need a species that can do it. And let's face it, how many people... And civilization, seriously, you mm. give them a gun, they, they will use it under the right circumstances. I mean, we are a warrior species. It hasn't gone away. Look at, look at it, what's going on in the news every day. People are killing all over the world, be it mm-hmm. wars or non-wars. People are nothing more, when it comes down to it, animals, when it comes down to, you know, being a warrior. Yes, and I agree with you. Uh, who knows? That's very much a possibility. I mean, we're going to be doing that when we, when we, well, if we haven't already mastered the art of cloning, you know, creating super soldiers and, and so forth for them to go out to other terrains and whatever. I don't doubt that at all because we have to be open to all areas of speculation. But there is a reason why the greys are doing what they're doing. And perhaps because they can't reproduce that they found a species that can and they think, oh, we can utilize these beings uh, to our advantage. So, you know, if I take another example, and it's a very uh, interesting one, um, the Betty and Barney Hill UFO abduction back in New Hampshire in 1961, I believe it was. 
um, where the uh, Betty and Barney Hill had been abducted by greys. And of course, they, they saw a UFO. And then afterwards, most of the experience came through in dream state, uh, which uh, Dr. Benjamin Simon uh, had uh, retrieved from their memories. And they believed that they had been abducted by aliens. And I believe that they had. But I don't believe that the aliens had come all the way from Zeta Reticuli, which was the famous star map that Betty had recalled. And, of course, had been a huge, uh, huge argument about whether or not, you know, she had actually, you know, brought this information forward, um, which she must have done before they discovered the Zeta Reticuli system. I doubt very much of the Greys had come all the way there just to abduct a, a married couple to perform these experiments and go back home again. No, there, there's something more to this, Gary. And and basically, when we look at the UFO phenomenon, it, it has morphed. So it's hiding, this intelligence is hiding in the shadows, and it's very much interested in our physiology and the, the, what makes us what we are. And again, you're, you're perhaps correct. Um, we have to look at all areas. Um, you know, are the greys creating a new species to populate another planet are they knowing that we as a species ourselves here on earth are dying and they're creating a new species to be able to live on another planet um the list goes on um but i really hate it when people say well you know the greys are linked with the reptilians and the mantis and we have there's one person um uh, who in england here has got it all worked out and i'm thinking well that's ridiculous you know, because they won't listen to anyone else's theoretical ideas because they believe that they're this and they're that. And, you know, so we, we have to be very careful. But your, your idea is, is a very valid one as well. Why not? Well, that's what I look at. I mean, let's face it. I mean, if you want to create a super soldier, why not? We have a whole race of them. You know, Germany, the Nazis, you know, all the way from the about 36 that's what their whole goal was to create the super yes. soldier, you know, and yeah. our our government with the military, you know, has leaked out a little bit. They've, they've been coming up with devices and and they're trying to create the perfect killing machine. You know, that. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, if you want a planet, which, well, you know, like I always say, we're the farm. They could come down here and, you know, when they do abduct people, they it's just like anything, genes and all that DNA, they could be abducting people, which they figure will fit in with what they're trying to do. I, I, we just don't know, but it's scary when you think about it, yeah. because, again... Yeah, I think you're right. I, you know, when you look at the, the greys themselves, this is the area where we, we have to bash out different ideas. And the other idea is that, you know, as a species, as a human species... Um, there is an element that makes us unique in the sense of a soul. Now, I believe uh, that we have uh, a soul. People call it a soul. I call it consciousness. And I also believe, if I dare step out of the uh, comfort zone here, that, you know, that consciousness precedes death. It survives this journey called life. But the, our inception, our creation as a species, as a human species, is interesting uh, because we must have started from some form, you know, in the physical and people say, well, we were, we were eight people, you know, and then when we go back into our genesis, we find there are holes which the scientific community are at pains to cover. Now, the, is it possible that we started off or could have started off like the greys? And the greys have found, instead of going through the loop of uh, 
you know, we, we hear stories about, you know, the soul going through levels of reincarnation, if that's possible. I'm very open to that. And that the soul goes through different, uh, different, different stages of transmutation um, and developments within its uh, experiences, perhaps not here, but other planes of reality. But we had to start off from somewhere on a physical level. So the greys themselves may have robbed them, themselves literally through the act of cloning. Now, this is where a lot of my research led me into us being, uh, uh, you know, productive beings that we come in and we go out. And I don't believe in the, the, the concept that we live and die and that's it. I've never believed that. I believe that consciousness survives on a different level of uh, reality and that that consciousness is still able to interact on some levels with. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, you know, people called mediums or mediators or basically it's different e- from yes. Well, Phil... Uh, Philip, I don't even, you know, with that, yes, but you, again, I, I lost two sons a month mm-hmm. apart here just recently. Now, I've repeated this now probably about the third time on the show, but my daughter it had a twin, Kevin, who died June 20, or June 7th. Now, here's the thing. Ever since they were little teeny kids, they would have their own separate bedroom all the way from the opposite of the house. So if one of them was talking in their sleep, the other one wouldn't have heard anything in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have heard anything in her bedroom. But they were to have conversations while they're sleeping at night. Me mm-hmm. and my wife would just find it fascinating. We'd be listening to my daughter talking to my son. And he would, you walk there and he's answering her. And they would have conversations. And this went on for years and years and years. So they had some type of communications when they were sleeping at night, back and forth, which is really eerie. Now, since my son died, my daughter, who's never lied, she works in a hospital. She's very honest. Uh, If you couldn't find an honest, more honest person than my daughter, trust me. Mm -hmm. She says that at night... He's coming to her, and they're having conversations. She, yes. had, she, well, had, she had explained to him that he died, because he mm-hmm. wanted to know why everybody was, this is like the day after the funeral, why everybody was at the cemetery. And mm-hmm. she said, well, you're dead. That We were there, you know. And, yes. and it just went on and on, and it's like almost every day there. Like a TV show years ago in the 60s called Platon Place, there's another 
uh, a chapter every night. So I do believe when you're gone, there's still something there. And, yes. and it's able to, you know, rationalize. I, I, I don't think, you know, maybe there are ghosts that are haunting and doing all this stuff. But I also feel that there is a spirit out there that they were bonded so close in life, being twins, yes. that is still continuing. Because, like yes, I said, but- he didn't know he was dead till she explained it. And, you know, he was explaining to her wherever he's at. He was, you know, he knocked out some of his teeth on a motorcycle uh, accident a few months before he died. And and he was sitting there telling her one night, you know, I got all my teeth back. I feel good about myself. So evidently he has a body, at least wherever he's at. Well, you know, this is where my research has led me. And it sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? But I wanted to draw parallels between life after death, what we represented as a a productive species, as a soul species. And, you know, perhaps the greys themselves, because they have cloned themselves, they are outside the field of uh, basically incarnation, reincarnation. Um, Because, you know, as a species, we come in through the womb. And this is how the method of ingestion and you know physical uh, biological uh, awareness where the soul can sit in it's no different from your cell phone you've got your cell phone it's a physical modulator think of that as the human brain and the the cell phone itself has signals that you can't see that operate through it Um, so basically if your cell phone is damaged the signal is uninterrupted if if it can't link again with that physical piece of equipment it will return back to source now what's interesting about the greys is that I, it's possible, and we're only dealing with one theory here, because I've got quite a few, uh, that it's going to be too long to go into all of them and too detailed. The greys, if they have cloned themselves, which create, which makes them sexless, then perhaps they want to get back into the loop of incarnation and reincarnation, which is natural to us, but not natural to them, because they basically have the existence of one life, they've died, and their souls, as it were, have amalgamated to one mind, hive consciousness, and they have, as a force, as a one, as a, this intelligence, they have penetrated our plane of reality and found a species that can reproduce. Or it's possible here that they no longer wish to incarnate or reincarnate, and because of that, have developed themselves into these body suits. And they're interested now in the soul, the human soul, as we call it, in what makes us individual, because the greys don't appear to be individual. They appear to be one mind. So, and and the other thing I was going to say here, you know, without sending me to a psychiatric ward, (laughs) is that um, basically, you know, going back to the creation of man, you know, we find that there are loopholes and gaps. What's interesting, Gary, is the fact that, you know, the greys perhaps are a new form, a new species that is using us as a template. So, like, as we came into existence, perhaps maybe on a larger scale of, of, of evolution, that new species will come in and, you know, gather data information from another species in order to recreate themselves. The, the greys themselves, uh, you know, are very clever with the human mind. And we have to look at aspects of the human mind and consciousness. This is what really fascinates me. The soup of all that is and all that will be. If we look at the human brain, the human brain is a a, a unique device. Um, A belief opens up, uh, you know, dimensional portals of reality that's able to filter through to this reality 
through the brain, remote viewing, clairvoyance, clairsentience, healing, you know, creativity, the list goes on. And depending on how a, a modulator or a person uses that device, says a lot about their reality. So the greys are very interested in, in what makes us tick, what we are. Um, you know, so th this is where this research is leading me down with regards to survival of human consciousness, of our awareness of sentient beings, of our ability to reproduce, of, of maybe going in and out of the cycle of incarnation, reincarnation. The greys themselves are completely separate from that. They're like a blank canvas. Uh, but you're right. Why is it taking all this time um, if they, you know, with regards to them interacting with us, that there's something that more that they're after with us. Um, and they definitely want to keep it secret within their Cladenstein operations or night vigils of kidnappings. I do laugh. We do have a sense of humor. You have to have one in this subject matter. <laughs> you know, they always seem to get you when you're, you're most vulnerable, when you're, you know, in your, your pajamas or whatnot, your shorts, and when you're, you're in bed. Um, very rare, more times than not, that they come for you. Um, you know, when you're fully dressed, as it were. So they incapacitate us on a level when we're vulnerable and they're able to override our uh, sense of conscious awareness uh, because that awareness of ourselves is brought into their field of reality. So I do agree with you. I believe that a, last, a vast proportion of them are negative. Well, we would consider negative. And perhaps because we are a destructive species as well, that they will be threatened by us if they came in their natural form. Uh, that's probably why they've utilized methods of interaction where it's on a safer level of control because we are, as a species, are not to be trusted. And isn't it amazing, Gary, how people raise their hands up and says, how dare you say that we're a destructive species? It's almost like we've got oh, to yeah. live a lie. We've got to live a fallacy. We've got to believe in half's truths. And when you say the truth, people don't like it. It's like, well, hang on a minute. I'm a truthful, honest person. I'm black and white. You know, to me, a spade's a spade. But when you're dealing with theoretical application, we've got to come outside of our comfort zone. You kind of like get an idea on a personal level of what you're dealing with um i also believe that you as the investigator um you know when you're dealing with any any cases of ufo abduction or ufo sightings have to be very careful and very um, objective to the whole experience but as i said before um you know this is where a lot of my research is leading me into you know understanding what we're dealing with i mean gary you know my twin brother and i the last ufos we saw was on the 9th of april 2016 i haven't seen any since and that was 11:15 at night when the three uh, huge objects came over our house and have been filmed by my niece it's a long story but they were hanging directly over us now when the my niece said she'd actually phone them film them on their way to us because we'd finished a dinner a meal and she'd driven off before us and she was trying to contact me on my cell phone to tell me they were on their way and they were hovering over us when i parked up outside our home they were directly above us gary now you know as a very down-to-earth uh, honest truthful individual that i am uh, so help me god you know, when you have this evidence and you bring it forward and it's analyzed and it's real, people don't want to see it. It's almost as if, you know, if you have proof of something and you lay it on the table and you're being as honest as honest can be, no one wants to look at it. And I've heard this before. Isn't it interesting how many people are interested in cases that have happened years ago? They don't seem to be interested in cases that have 
happened in the, at the moment. It's like it's got to wait like a nice bottle of wine before <laughs> meant, before, you know, before you'll, you, you'll find some kind of like a real interest in it. It's bizarre. It's, it's, it's crazy. You mean <laughs> it's, like it's, a it's wine? It has full body and flavor. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, you got to wait for it. And, and here's the thing. Why do the grays look like they, they look? Now, is that something that they're projecting when they abduct a human being? Because let's, let's be honest, greys don't look at all threatening. From all the, the drawings of people claiming that they were abducted and this is what the greys look like, none of them look, you know, scary. They look like little dolls, basically. <clears throat> yeah, and going, that's very interesting. Another idea that we could postulate here gary because we have to postulate in ideas and i love that i love dealing and you know people say oh i want to believe in this well you believe that but it's just going to stagnate us we're not going to get anywhere are we we have to push further afield could it be um possible that these mechanisms uh you know all these grays as they called are projecting themselves through some kind of bodysuit um, that's another way of, of, of understanding it because, you know, with regards to remote viewing, we understand um, that consciousness is able to transfer space and time. And that consciousness, uh, perhaps the greys are projecting themselves as the image. Now, the way that they look possibly could indicate <clears throat> that that's how they originally represented themselves. We don't know. But it's kind of scary. I know people say they're cute, but I think they look horrific. I mean, the one that I... Uh, the ones that I saw back in 1989 was anything but uh, nice looking. Um, and yet there's a familiarity about them. I think this goes on a deep subconscious, subconscious level of reality um, that they seem familiar to some degree. And they do come across as very, very old. Um, so, you know, in, in our memory, in our collective memory, perhaps that they've been very predominant somewhere within that a soup of consciousness that we all have that we're all linked with so you know are we dealing with project beings that project themselves um you know rather like a remote viewer are we dealing with beings that's coming from another planet are we dealing with lost souls that are trying to recreate themselves and bring themselves back into the um you know the reality the, the godhead or the reality of a reproduction and using us as a template for that we don't know or could they be our elders could they be our creators we just don't know. Um, but one of the things is, yes, their form, their appearance is very bizarre and very different, isn't it? Very different. Well, I don't see an outlet to charge them or download information in them. And I don't see a penis or a set of boobs on them either. Anyway, uh, Philip, we need to take a break. We'll be back in three minutes. We got Philip Kinsella. We're talking about... Well, aliens, UFOs, greys, and all this stuff. We all have our different opinions. My opinion yeah. is that they they give you, a, a, when you see an alien and it's a grey, people aren't scared because who knows what they really look like. Maybe they're they're projecting that, like the old Twilight Zone or, or some of the Outer Limits show. They're projecting in your mind what you mm -hmm. think they look like. But I can tell you one thing. If I'm in bed, I'd rather listen to my wife snore than be abducted and taken on a craft. We'll be back in three minutes. You're listening to Night Dream Stock Radio.
From our compound, from the West Coast to the East Coast, to worldwide, both on the internet and terrestrial radio, you're listening to Gary Anderson on Night Dreams Talk Radio, After Dark. And we are back with Phil Kinsella. You know, here, here's the thing. You know, these aliens, these greys, then, you mm-hmm. know, if, if they are here, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, to save mankind, then why do we have cattle mutilation going on? Why do we have human mutilation going on? And what in the hell is crop circles? Because we can't figure that out. Well, you know, that's very interesting because I'm working on a new book now called Visitors from the Void. And this deals specifically also with the problem of cattle mutilation and also human mutilation, if I may add that very gently, because that's a sore subject within ufology. Um, it's very bizarre, isn't it? It's almost as if um, that this intelligence is able to manifest itself. It's almost playing with us uh, in a very spooky way, because when we look at the UFO phenomenon, um, I know that there's a very famous place in America, you know, um, skin, Skinwalker Ranch. And, you know, analyzing the truth or the, the truth of, of the stuff that's be, that was going on there and perhaps still is tells us that we're dealing with something that is able to integrate itself within our human consciousness and start to play with us. We, we hear of these orbs that are seen, red orbs and blue orbs. Now, the orbs of energy are very interesting. And I know there's a, you know, I have a good friend here called Paul Sinclair who is a researcher in the Bempton area and has been um, investigating certain areas within Bempton of where these mysterious uh, happenings have been occurring. And this paints a very disturbing picture with regards to our visitors or so-called visitors as benevolent um, because we're, we're left with these uh, 
disturbing elements of cattle mutilation and crop circles. Now, I know that, you know, the crop circles uh, can be recreated, but there uh, is a lot of investigation has been going on for many, many years um, with certain researchers who can tell the difference between an original crop formation and one that's being created by people with planks of wood and, and, and bits of... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Destroying. So when we look at the paradox of the cattle mutilation, this tells us that we're dealing with something that's playing with us. Um, uh, you know, to a degree, feeding from us the things it needs, but also living a, leaving a trail of confusion within its wake, so as to probably lead us, uh, you know, mislead researchers um, down a very puzzling path of, of possibilities. So this is the thing, you know, as you say, Gary, I love that. This is the thing. You know, when we're dealing with the UFO phenomenon, it comes with a lot of disturbing elements which certain powers that be are determined to cover or squash um, and don't want to address. You know, my, my silence, the silence that I received from Parliament here in England just goes to show, and even the uh, late uh, Baroness Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher, one of our Prime Ministers, Georgina Bruni, who I'd met, uh, I think I went on the TV, yes, I did go on a TV programme with her many years ago, and uh, she'd been working on you, um, you Can't Tell the People, a book about Rendlesham Forest. I'm not going to go into that because that's so multi-complexed as well. But um, she heard Baroness Thatcher say um, when she, Georgina Bruni asked her about the UFOs and Baroness Thatcher did say to her, um, UFOs, first you have to get your facts right. And when you do get your facts right, that's when you'll find why we can't tell the people. And that always sent a chill down my spine because obviously, you know, these people, um, parliamentary people are, are not all in the know, but they have their sources, you see. And I believe that we're dealing with something that is does not have our best interests at heart, the large majority of it, at least. Now, Philip Mantle, he's the British ufologist here and author. Um, he's a lovely man and he's also a publisher excuse me and he deals with a lot of cases here in england and he's been very involved with the pascagoula case that happened with charles hickson and um calvin parker and the aliens that they saw were you know the, the robot type things that came out of their craft are very different from the greys so we also have not only the greys to deal with we have a variety of other beings that uh, of all weird shapes and sizes so you know i believe that perhaps this intelligence is able to home in on its, and I'll use the word victim, 
and able to then distort that reality and then take what it needs and then leaves leaves very quickly. But one thing we are aware of is that this intelligence is not able to sustain itself for long periods within our dimension. It's almost as if it has a small pocket, uh, an area to come in and then go out. So I do believe that perhaps we are dealing with some form of interdimensional intelligence that is very clever, that is able to play with you. Um, you know, you, you look at human consciousness for a start, and, you know, people say, oh, you know, I was thinking of so-and-so, and then they forgot, and then they turned up. But the phenomena seems to work in the same way. People, some people can will a UFO by thought. Uh, and an experiment that we had before many, many years ago proved uh, a part of this puzzle, proved it to me that this may very much be the case. That this intelligence is able to home in on your consciousness and operate on your level of reality and appear the way that, you know, that you would expect them to appear to on a deeper level of the psyche. So it, it's very disturbing. Oh, it is. And I will say this. Calvin Parker's been on the show four or five times. And each time when I asked him, I said, do you think your abduction, they were friendly towards humans? And he always says they're evil. And I've heard yes. that from a lot of people, even uh, Terry Lovelace, if you're familiar with him. Saying, oh, I know Terry. Yeah, the same thing. He, he says that they're evil. And just think about, you know, these people that, you know, claim that they've been abducted. They were lucky and returned. In each one of these cases, if you talk to Calvin Parker, there was other people on that craft. If you talk yes. to Terry Lovelace, there was other people on that craft. But the craft took off and left them. But they didn't. They didn't return these other people. It took off with these people. So they yes. are abducting people for some type of thing, and it scares me. And that's yes. why I think the government won't come clean because I got a funny feeling they know a lot more. You know what's going on than we could ever comprehend. I don't think we were intelligent enough to comprehend what is actually going on. No, and, and it has to be, you know, Terry Lovelace is a great guy. I love the man. And, you know, I, I became firm friends with him. And again, you know, I, I got his book as a Christmas present. I, I'm a sucker for books. And, and I knew that I had to contact him and that we've been great friends. And I understand what he's been through. The same with Calvin Parker. I've spoken with Calvin. He's a great guy, very honest, very down to earth. But I agree with you, Gary, you know, all of us are instrumental in our research. Um, you know, we're all trying to pull our ideas together. But my understanding is that we're dealing with a very negative force of energy that does not have our best interests at heart. And, you know, it's, it's going back to that program that I said I saw and that lady, you know, saying I had a great time. I was laughing and dancing on the moon and the grays. And I thought minus a spacesuit, yeah, and and when you, when you think about these other people, and some people are so you know, excuse my French, deranged in the fact that they believe that they're being abducted, and I'll be criticised for this, but it's the truth. They're being abducted every night of the week and having the most amazing experiences, um, and then of course you get yourself in deep waters because you'll be attacked. And, of course, you know, we have to understand that by analyzing the research that we have, by accumulating reports, by trying to understand the psychology behind what's going on, uh, you know, it tells us a lot more that the experience is, is not positive. Um, you know, they haven't come down here to help us. I mean, I remembered when uh, my grandmother was part, uh, dying with cancer and a friend of mine died of cancer. And I begged them in my mind to come and help no such help came 
and I'm, I know people would laugh and joke about that, but on a deeper level of their consciousness, I really wanted to reach out to them and say, look, I know you're real. Can you please help just this once and a miracle? Do something. They did nothing. And, and you know, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, people say, well, it's, you know, because they, we won't understand them. Well, I don't think we understand ourselves. And that's the first uh, bridge that we've got to get across, understanding ourselves as a human species, what we represent, what we are, where we come from, how we evolved. And now we have another damn species coming in that's you know, interfering with all of that. It, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think, you know, our governments are great at giving disinformation. If you want something that's even more powerful giving disinformation, it's these aliens, these greys, or whatever they are. They give you disinformation because whatever they load into your brain and you come back from the abduction and you're back in your bed, you're loving the experience. I mean, I know what you're talking about, people that claim, I'm abducted every day of my life. I can't wait to go to bed at night because I know they're going to abduct me. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'm going to go to the moon and dance naked on the moon without a spacesuit. <laughs> Do you know, I've got to tell you, um, one of the things I find really fascinating is that the, the reality is is really amazing. I mean, if you think about it, you know, we, it, this may, when we do finally discover what we're dealing with, open the doors to not only our understanding of the UFO phenomena at large, but also about ourselves, about our genesis. And, you know, the greys have imparted false information into their abductees, as, as they're called, by showing them, um, you know, the world coming to an end. And I think what they're doing is they're using emotional stimuli to get a response. I think like any, um, you know, uh, investigator, reporter, doctor even, um, or traveler, um, they'll be willing to understand our complete entire human physiology. And I believe that they want something from us, whether, you know, it's a soul or a vehicle of expression, or wondering how we came into creation. We just don't know. But one thing is for certain, the phenomena has morphed, and the intelligence behind it obviously is aware of this. Um, You know, with regards to the abduction phenomena, years and years ago, as we all know, it was the fairies, and then the goblins, and then we had the... um, We we, we had the... um, dirigibles weren't they and then of course the flying rockets and then we have the saucers and then the triangles that are able to change shape in an instant so whatever mind intelligence is behind that is incredible um and and you know it fascinates me gary i've always been fascinated i think there's a when you've had an experience and you know you're trying to understand the truth of that experience and i've always said whatever it turns out to be i will accept that but I think there's a deeper level of me that wants to find out all of these things um, about, you know, not only the human soul and how consciousness operates about our evolution, but also about the UFO phenomena and the, 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 the reason why the establishments have indeed lied to us. Now, I'm, I'm no sensationalist. I'm very black and white. A spade's a spade. I don't know everything, Gary. I can only talk from experience and what I've learned and understood. But... One of the things I I have found is that what amused me was that one of the cases I was involved in um, dealt with a a very retired um, army guy who was linked with a Roswell experiment. Um, And he was sending me his stuff for my new book, 
um, which is to come out, I think, later this year or next year. Philip Mantle's bringing that out. And my computer uh, was hacked. And I thought, well, you know, if these, whoever they are, these guys are trying to find information from us, um, you know, it means to say that they're afraid that you may release certain bits of information. Well, it's too late because it's of the damn book anyway. But I kept thinking to myself, well, we don't know, maybe not as much as they know. So what are they doing? Maybe they're keeping tabs on us. Maybe they're keeping tabs on researchers to see what they know, who they know, who they're connected with. And if they open their mouth too much, um, we just don't know. But you're absolutely correct, Gary. We have been lied to, not only not only by the bloody grey, excuse my French, but also by the establishments we serve. So we, we haven't got a lot going for us, have we, as researchers? <laughs> no, we don't. In, in talking about getting hacked, somebody hacked into my show, on my because I run my own servers, and then, then it feeds out to, you know, the different apps, and it feeds out to a place that feeds out to the radio stations. Somebody, through my IP address, got in there, and took off four months of my show. Oh, I remember reading that, yes. Yeah, and deleted it. And, you know, and and talk about frustration. And, you know, maybe it's because I've had the wrong type of guest on. I touched a subject I shouldn't have touched, but that was my payback. But maybe it was even the government. But here's the thing. You have all this going on, and I'm going to go back in time. Let's go back to the pyramids. Let's mm-hmm. even go back around the Mayas and the Incas. Oh, yes. Why did they and why were they so infatuated with gold to the point that yeah. they stockpiled it? Why? I mean, why gold and not brass or, or, <laughs> or, or something else? It was gold. Now, that tells me, one, they were influenced. Because our planet one time had a lot more gold than it has now. I yes. think our um, our planet was actually hate to say it aliens came down they they wanted our minerals they wanted our natural resources and they took it and naturally either they created us as slave labor or yes. whatever the humans were at that time were used as slave labor and worked the mines to get the gold, and that's why they thought gold was so high. Uh, you know, and then I was just reading an article this past weekend about the pyramids. You know, somebody said, oh, no way aliens could have built the pyramids. And it's, I, I can't believe, you know, the pyramids well, or the great finks or any of the, the finks, any of this stuff could have been built with our technology, our intelligent level at that time. It's impossible. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always believed that we were created by space gods. We call them space gods. And I believe that the original model of man, the hominid, um, if we go back into ancient uh, texts, uh, especially ancient uh, Mesopotamian and going further back into even older times, we find that, you know, the ape um, of the time probably served as the best suitor, the best model for a slave species. And I think that this had been engineered or remodified. This is why they can't find the missing link. And every time scientists try very hard to make the pieces fit to show that we, you know, basically had evolved in a a most amazing way, an amazing fashion uh, through some form, I believe, of bioengineering or genetic uh, manipulation. So I believe that the ape itself that is a suitor to the planet 
Um, Darwin wasn't that far wrong in stating that we derive from apes, but we are far removed from the apes. I think that part of the ape model was used um, and fashioned to create the slave species. And of course, I always joke with people and say, well, nothing's much has changed today. We're still a slave race and we were still serving a system that's making us work and toil. And humans are very good at uh, working. They love challenges um, they are the perfect, uh, you know, example of, of a workforce, as it were. So I believe most definitely that this, the sky gods or space gods had come um, and that they have gone. But I think that perhaps another faction, they could have been a warring faction with another species. The gold is interesting. Um, and I have heard many times that gold may have been a resource that these uh, space gods had needed or uh, need to supplement uh, with regards to their existence or their own planet, or maybe they fashion things out of. And you know, as a kid, Gary, I'll tell you, I remembered when I was roughly around about the age of 10, I saw this book um, uh, on Egypt Egyptology, because I, I was very interested in the Egyptians. And it had the, the cover of, of the mask of Tutankhamun, the most famous, you know, picture of his mask. And I kept, wonder I kept wondering, how the hell did these people make that? And, of course, in the book, it was a very, you know, uh, modest book saying that, you know, the Egyptians were just people and all the rest of it. But I always knew on a deeper level of awareness that the Egyptians were uh, some kind of, uh, you know, connection, had some kind of connection with space gods um, because the technology uh, is too fantastic. And our grandfather, our uh, maternal grandfather, he's passed over now, bless him, he was a very clever man. Uh, and he was a no-nonsense Gary. He'd make you laugh because he was very British. And he said one day, uh, he'd read his books, you know, with his glasses pinned down to the end of his nose. And he'd look up at you sternly and say something. And he said, do you know the pyramids were built by aliens? <laughs> that's like, oh, my God, that's coming from my grandfather. It must be true, dear Lord. <laughs> I, 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 I say your grandfather knew that exactly yeah. where they were built from so that is you know i'm thinking about that's how long this has been going on and that's what puzzles me okay is something these visitors want and we just can't comprehend you know again i think they're they're spreading disinformation like mad every time they abduct somebody they're spreading disinformation by giving the people the thoughts they have that that they're here yeah. to protect us they're here for this and this and then here here's the thing okay if i wanted to save let's say mars was a, a living planet and i wanted to save it from a major disaster i wouldn't just go and pull somebody off the street or somebody while they're sleeping at night and say you know what if you don't spread love if you don't you know, practice, you know, loving one another, your planet isn't going to be around much longer. You know what I would do? If I could abduct somebody out of their bed, right? And as mm -hmm. many people as I want, I would be abducting people like senators, congressmen, presidents, you know, dictators, all this around the world and, and telling them how it is. Why would they sit there and pull me off the side and, and tell me, all this loving mm. stuff I don't, that, that that doesn't compute in my mind no and this is the problem i mean at the end of the day we're left with uh, you know a bunch of theories that we can you know push around but it's important to be able to speculate and one of the things we do know gary you're absolutely correct 
whatever these visitors are, wherever they come from, they, one, do not have our best interests at heart. The second thing is that they keep their operations uh, very secret. Um, they lie. They deceive. They clearly are interested in, in our genealogy, what makes us tick, um, especially our minds and about reproduction. That's another element they're very interested in. Also, they come um, in a timeless, spaceless void. They don't understand about love, of empathy, of taste, of smell, of aging. It's almost as if they, they've just been manufactured. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Factured as some type of new template of creation, and they're, they're trying to fill in the blanks themselves so you know and i believe that there are different factions i do believe that we are dealing with different factions as we have with humans we have different factions of humans and we have to look at this because when you start to research the subject matter you you discover that you know there there seems to be different factions of greys like there are with humans but you know we are ongoing with our research we're we're still looking into the phenomenon um, and I think that, you know, you, you, you need a degree in psychology, I think, uh, as well, which I do not have. I'm just a, uh, a layman, basically. But, you know, you need a degree in psychology to understand the implications of what the abduction is about. And I believe that the greys are deceivers. And, um, you know, and there are this, the, the, the hypothesis that we're dealing with the demons. This is another thing. And I'm thinking, okay, let, let's just, you know, be a little bit careful there. They could very well be um, a negative force that's as ancient as the Bible and are trying to find a way into our reality through this spiritual war, as it's called. So we just don't know. Um, but I love your ideas gary you're you're amazing in in the way that you you know you you're a bit like me you 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 take it on board and then you analyze it and i think it's important to go with your beliefs but also like yourself be open um to different aspects of the phenomenon um, but i i do believe it's got something to do with the human soul it's got something to do with creation it's got definitely the grace need something for us otherwise they wouldn't be here i mean that is a foregone conclusion most definitely no, you're so right. Now, a question I have. Can you hang in to 15 after? If not, I understand. Um, I can't really, Gary. No, I have to, I have to get up. <laughs> okay, that's right. What time is it over there in the UK right now? Um, it's 3.53 in the morning. Boy, I'm, I, I keep forgetting that it's a big time difference. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask you, because we got about two more minutes, and then I want to talk about you know anything you want to promote about yourself. How many people in the UK are going missing in your country each year? Oh, 
we don't do you know what gary that is a very sensitive subject and i and i, I you know i shouldn't really um, make a joke about this but you know i was intent to try and discover miss about missing people and i put something on my facebook i think it was last year or the year before time so goes quick goes so quick doesn't it and immediately my facebook was compromised because i was making parallels between the grays and about missing people and the next thing that i knew is that my my facebook had been hacked i mean we, we, we're talking this is a very very delicate sensitive subject as it is in the united states of america with regards to missing people um, it's a very touchy subject, and I think we're dealing with thousands and thousands of people. But the, that that is another area. You know, I'm not an expert. Uh, you know, I, I never claim to be a, an expert in anything. But a mild case of curiosity leads you down the rabbit hole, doesn't it? And I put this up, and on two occasions, I, my computer was compromised. And a talk that I did also in Glastonbury here in England um some years ago and i was so proud because it reached 1.2 million views on youtube i didn't know they're going to put it on youtube after the talk was done at a symposium it's taken down and i realized then that it's not just me it's many other people so the system that we're serving wants to silence you in any talk or mention of missing people they want us like dumbed out you know dumbed down um you know oh happy give them a happy pill and they'll be happy so you know, I believe that um, that's a very sensitive subject and something that within Visitors of the Void I'll be, I'm working on, I will be approaching on a much uh, stronger level um, to, to bring that to the attention of the good public, so to speak. Well, maybe, maybe like some people believe the world is flat and, oh, no. and these people are just getting too close to the edge and they fall off and that's <laughs> they're disappearing that way. Because I know I'm not scared to say this in the United States, it's 30 to 50,000 people. A year average are just totally disappearing. Now, I know we don't have that many serial killers. We don't have that many people murdering people. I know there's some people go hunting and never come back or they fall in a rabbit hole. In this case, maybe they are falling in a rabbit hole and and falling (laughs) off of this planet. Or maybe they're being consumed. We don't know. Oh, God, yes. Now, yeah. Definitely, I, I, that's an old, that's that's a, a nightmarish subject, but that, that would scare your listeners. <laughs> it scares me at night. I can tell you that. I I think <laughs> about too. this stuff all the time because I have to read every time I have a guest on. I have to constantly, you know, input stuff in my little brain. Now, do you have any books available now that people can find? Yeah, I mean, some are still um, around from the publishers brought out. Um, my first one was Reaching for the Divine. That was a spiritual book about communication and how the consciousness works uh, in messaging. And then I wrote Believe, uh, Believe, Bridging the Gap Between the Psychic UFO Phenomena, and then Sky Crash Throughout Time. They were, they were all published by Kappelbaum Publishing Company Limited here in England. Then I wrote one called A Passage Through Eternity, the Enigma of the Dead, UFOs and Aliens, which deals with the UFO phenomena on a uh, more stringent level towards what the greys may be after. Um, and then I have a new book coming out called You, the Public Deceived, the Grand UFO Deception, which Philip Mantle, which uh, he's termed as UFO royalty here in England, he's publishing later this year. And I'm working on a, well, I have two new books, another book coming out called Guardians of the Dead, um, which will be out in the next couple of months. And I'm working on a new one, K 
Gary called Visitors from the Void. And I'm so excited by that book because that goes into the abduction phenomena and about the greys on a much deeper, a more scarier level of reality. So we'll be pulling no punches in that book, I can tell you. So I'm really excited by those projects. And, you know, so and I've written science fiction novel, co-authored one with my brother and children's books. But the UFO phenomena and the psychic uh, phenomena are areas which I am fascinated by. And I will, I will forever be chasing my tail with regards to the truth and understanding of this on a more uh, uh, empirical level of conscious understanding. So I'm, I really love this subject. I love talking to people. I'm so honored to be uh, called back onto your show, Gary, your amazing show. I'm very delighted and very honored to be called back. It's very rare that, you know, someone's called back a second time for a show. So I'm, I'm very honored indeed to you. Oh, I, I appreciate you coming back on. And also, after your new book comes out, we might have to get you back on a third time. But well, last I'll send thing, you a copy. I'll send you a copy. Please do. Now, one last thing. Do you have a website or anything people can find you? Well, you know, I did have a website, but I'm, I'm ashamed to say it was costing me too much money to, money to run. So I pulled it down and I'm creating a new one. At this moment, I'm creating a new one. Um, which deals with, um, I wanted something that links with the UFO phenomena and also the psychic phenomena because people always assume that everything is separate when there may be uh, parallels or connections to the two, uh, you know, not on a major level, but on a minor level. So that's in the work. So, but you can get hold of me on Facebook um, or, you know, you can just Google me and, and check me out on Google um, or wherever some sites there. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate your listeners listening in. And um, very interesting to talk to you again, Gary. And I'm very honored to know you and um, be associated with your your good self. Well, thank you so much. Well, that was Philip Kinsella. And again, you know, check out his books. And I tell you what, I think they're going to be a fantastic read. You're a great guest. I enjoyed having you on. Now, what you need to do is not drink any tea, get to bed, and get some sleep. I will indeed. Good night, and God bless, Gary. God love you. Thank you very much. You take care, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye, Gary. Bye-bye. And good night. Well, James, we're going to do a uh, three-minute break, and then we're going to do a roundtable and discuss, you know, for the next 15 minutes after about, well, what we talked about here on the show with James Krishbaum, my producer so stay tuned you're listening to night dreams talk radio we'll be right back hi this is tom davis with metatron power and light our songs are inspired by our own experiences and the stories of people we've met we know what we've seen and we know the truth we are not alone What's unusual about Metatron Power and Light as a band is we share the same beliefs. We've all had similar experiences, and together through music, we can explore the kinds of subjects that haven't been presented in exactly this way before. We want everyone to know that what you're going through, we're going through. When you're being told one thing and seeing another, we're here with you. Music brings people together, and together we're strong. Night Dreams Talk Radio. 
After Dark wants to give a big shout-out to all the truckers that listen to our show. Across the world, this is probably the best radio station in the world. Good evening. You're listening to Night Dreams Talk Radio with Gary Anderson, and here's Gary. And we are back. I tell you what, Philip, just, you know, he thinks a lot like I do. And I tell you, it is scary. Now, these grays, these grays, are they really look like these lovable little creatures that are, you know, small with little spindly bodies, spindly arms, spindly legs? Or are they they something else that they manifest in our brain that that's what they look like? What do you think, James? Any possibility? Have you ever given this any thought? Oh, I have given this much thought, and I've I've listened to a lot of our different uh, experts. And one of the things is, yeah, they they don't shape shift; they kind of project in our brains what they want us to look like. In other words, they kind of pick your brain and what they and they take an image and make you see that image. So I definitely think that, and I I tell you, there's so much going on there that it's. It's mind blowing uh, the things that the possibilities there. And because let's face it, um, whoever created these grays, or if they are an entity of themselves, they're way far advanced than us. So they they can play around with us, and we don't have much defense against them, unfortunately, Gary. Well, I don't think we have any. Again, like I was talking to Philip about, why would they abduct Joe Blow off the street and 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 tell these people they abduct? You gotta love one another. You gotta clean up your, your society. You gotta watch what you're doing to your environment. You're destroying your planet. If you don't, it's gonna be destroyed. Why are they telling Joe Blow that has no input anywhere? Okay, undoubtedly that they have no input. Why aren't they talking to the world leaders and like that, the movie, The Day the um, Earth Stood Still. Why aren't they talking to the leaders or telling the whole world at once? You know, if they have the capability, if they have the capability to do what they're doing, why don't they go on every media, every radio station, every cable channel, every TV channel in the world and and tell the people what's going on? Yeah, that's so true. And listen, Gary, you know, there's cases where they have abducted people in a high-rise apartment building in, in Brooklyn and taken them out through the walls and all, all over the world. So they can have the technology to take our world leaders, abduct them all, and put them in our, their ship and, t- and sit down and tell them the situations. But that's not what's going on. Like he said, and I think they have their own self indulging reasons why they're doing what they're doing. And I think they've been doing this, Gary, to be honest with you, for uh, thousands of years. Well, if not even tens of thousands of years. Let's think of that one. But no, seriously, if if I sit there and took every leader of the world and brought them on board a craft and said, hey, if you don't do this, 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 and this, your planet is going to be over with. And if you don't want to take our advice we got this little red button here that all we have to do is lift the cover up and push the button down and your planet is history it's gone i mean that would be a good threat to to knock some sense into these world leaders but they don't do it it. 
No, they don't. And that would you're right, that would be. And then, you know, you talked about earlier, uh, they don't come down and help us with none of these viruses or anything. Because here's the thing, Gary, for all these beings coming here, and they've been coming here a long time, they're so far advanced in this, you know, they pretty much have to have a cure for every little bug and germ that's on this planet. Because if not, it would be like War of the Worlds and a common cold would kill them. Think about that. So they they do, I would think, have the technology to cure all those things, but they don't. They don't help us in that way. I just think they tell us just enough, and I do think also they lie. I think they lie and tell us what we need to know, too. Well, misinformation. Best information people or creatures or aliens, whatever you want to call them, could ever be. Can you imagine this? They must have an immune system. Or they're not humanoid, because you would think about, you know, was it the War of the Worlds? What? How did they die? Is when they Common ran cold. out of their atmosphere in their spacecraft as they were taking over our planet, right? They started having uh-huh. to breathe our atmosphere. And because of all our bacteria and all this stuff in our air, they all died. So these aliens or whatever abducting people must have one hell of immune system because wouldn't it be every time they bring somebody on a craft to experiment with them, wouldn't they be susceptible to all these human viruses that would normally kill anything? It doesn't have any immunity. That's so true. And you know, the other aspect of that, Gary, on the other end of that, when they're abducting all these people, and they have to, I would think they would have some kind of germs or something from wherever they're from. But we're not getting sick from that. And, well, as far as we know, we're not. Maybe we are. But um, I would think they have to have something that neutralizes all that stuff. I mean, think about it. There's a lot going on with that. And they're just so manipulating our, our people's brains. It's, it it boggles me that the bulk of the, of the, the world can't see the forest through the trees, like, listen, they're abducting people and they're doing things, and they're starting out at three, four years old, and they've been doing this for a long time. And it's like, well, and then, if, you know, if well, they made deals with some of our presence, yeah, we'll give you some technology if, you know, you let us do this and this and this. Well, you know what? That would be like us going back 200 years ago and handing a, a mountain man a lighter and saying, here you go, here's some technology. It's, their technology is giving us a play laughing at us because there's really not a deal. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Yeah, well, the same way with American natives, right? Or in, you know, other countries around the world, we would hand, you know, trinkets to the, the civilization that, you know, and they like shiny beads and they like glass and they they would trade off anything for that. It, so maybe they're just giving us a little bit, but they're taking so much more. Again, think about this. These little boys and little girls being abducted and sexually abused, and that and they are. If they're being experimented on as a little child, they're, they're sexually abusing that child. Let alone the lady who's in bed at night laying next to her husband. I still don't understand this one. And they're abducted and taken aboard a craft and having their, you know, uh, eggs removed. Uh, You know, it's strange. Strange things are Whitney, you know, Strieber being on the show, saying that one time he had an alien come into his bedroom and then go under the covers and, you know, play with his genitalia. 
I, I mean, what what's the purpose of all this? Uh, yeah, this, you know how horrifying that would be? Oh, my goodness, jeez. And listen, that leaves a scar on the human psyche. It gives people um, PTSD, trauma. Some people don't even want to go to bed at night. And the thing is, I've seen several people over the years, and this, this is where it gets strange. They do a whole shift. They go from having PTSD and trauma and drama so now it's it's okay. I understand why they're doing it. Listen, you can't <laughs> that you, that tells me right there that they are manipulating the human mind to to with false memories for sure. Well, look at this way. Why would they just uh, you know? I I don't know. This doesn't make sense. Now implants to me doesn't make sense either because if they know how to find the same person and abduct them numerous times without an implant what is the purpose of an implant that makes me kind of curious other than i always go back to the the soviet union era when they would take young people and brainwash them in these little makeshift towns that resembled like how we lived at the time they would have houses they would have stores they would have a theater and they brainwashed these people to think that they were Americans. And then they hand them a suitcase. And they're convinced that the suitcase is nothing harmful. But it was a key magic word or a, 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 a contact. They would go and take this suitcase and put it somewhere to blow up an area. They were nuclear bombs. But thank God it never happened. So if they could... If we as a civilization can do that to a lot of people, then what is going on with these aliens with these people? Are these people being set up? Maybe not this generation or the next generation. The thoughts being inputted into their brains when it passes the genes over and the DNA over to the next generation. Are they setting up the, you know, the whatever? It, it, it's scary when you think about it. I, I just don't think saying, hey, James, I love you, and you should love everybody, and you need to let the people know you need to cut back on pollution. You need to do this, this, and this, or you're not going to have a world. It's going to be barren. It's not non-existent. Why would they pick you? You hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, here's another thing. Yeah, there could be a bunch of Manchurian candidates. But here's another thing, Gary. You know, we have such nanotechnology technology that's so small, and we're, they've been talking about how they can put it in uh, vaccines and all this. What if these implants and they're abducting people? They're say, listen. Their nanotechnology is probably so small we couldn't even see it. Maybe that's maybe they're loading us up with that. Uh, who knows? But, boy, it, it, the door is open on all kind of theories of what could be going on with this. And this has been going on a long time. And they've been experimenting with animals, too, for just as just as long, I bet. Oh, I, I'm positive they have been. And these implants are pretty good size. I mean, I've seen Timothy Cullen, the picture of it. You know, it's a, a grain of about the size of uh, a piece of rice. Now, when you think about this, they wouldn't have... I mean, with their technology, it could be the size that would fit on a pinhead, and it would be unfindable. In other words, you wouldn't go to the doctor one day, and all of a sudden you have this implant showing up. 
Maybe they're doing this for a reason to get us more confused. Disinformation. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it, listen, that's the best way. There's nothing worse than confusing people with a bunch of different theories and disinformation. And then, you know, one of the greatest tactics of all, if you want to win somebody, is like the Trojan horse. Plant seeds within. Uh, and, and then one day, like you just said earlier, you know, say a certain word and you activate uh, a certain mindset. Oh, yeah. Maybe they, they're looking at eventually one day conquering the world without any war, without destroying our planet. And to create a nice slave labor. And by doing it, you know, the, the people have been, you know, being manipulated for generations that one day, you know, all of a sudden the command is given and everybody goes, okay, I welcome you because you're my, you're my God. You're here to protect me. Yeah. Uh, I am amazed every day, Gary, of the thousands of people I see all over thinking that, they're just the greatest things. They want them to come. They they welcome it, and and it, I just think it's it's um, it's just not what they think for. I, I say, be careful what you wish for. I don't think it is what it is. And you know, when we sent that thing out back in 1977 out in space, that record that had our DNA uh, genome and all the pictures of us and how to get here and and who was it Hawking that said that we should, probably shouldn't have did that. He said, "Don't do it." That's like giving somebody, right? You got all your money you ever saved in your mattress at your house, right? So you go on Facebook and say, I live at 1234 Mockingbird Lane, right? Yeah. And all right. my money is in my mattress. That's what you're doing. You're giving, every, you know, everybody, hey, well, let's go rob them. That's where the money is. Well, in the case like this, we're, we're telling everybody, here's our planet. Come visit us. Well, you know what? Remember Hitler? Remember Mussolini? Remember World War One? Remember all the other biblical wars, okay? They are evil out there. There is evil out there. And who knows? Again, I, I just, well, I get frustrated. Honestly, when I get a guest on the show, it says, oh, I interviewed 100 people. And everyone said the same thing. They're here to help mankind. They give off orbs. They show me the, what the planet could look like. And it has apple trees and orange trees everywhere. And people aren't starving and everybody's happy. I don't know. I like to be smoking what they're smoking. Uh, yeah, well, here's the here's the thing. If, if these... Uh, beings, whatever they are, interdimensional, us from the future or from another solar system, whatever it is, if their lifestyle and their worlds are so great, why are they here? Think about that. Well, maybe they're hungry. And, you know, Matthew said something, uh, Mason out of the U.K., uh, earlier, you know, about a general. It said something. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of go over it. Back about two years ago, the, the secretary of the... Uh, Air Force to the graduating cadets said to the cadets, don't worry, the next war won't be on ground. It'll be in space. Now, you can take that any which way you want. But I, I well, take that as maybe a warning. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I can remember in the early 80s when Ronald Reagan, and you know it very well when, when he said uh, about the Star Wars. As a matter of fact, you had a conversation with him. 
So that had a double meaning, that Star Wars. It wasn't just for the Ruskies. It was for, you know, other reasons. Well, you know, he got up to the United Nations and talked about aliens and invasion and all that stuff. And people kind of, ah, he's out there. But you know what? He kind of believed in that. Now, since you mentioned about Ronald Reagan, I wasn't even going to bring it up. My dad's good friend from the Korean War was uh, James Gardner. Well, different name. Uh, but I mean, James Gardner is what he became when he became an actor was my dad's friend. And every summer when I was growing up, I remember my dad's friend coming to my house in West Seattle or my dad would fly to California occasionally and, and they would spend time together. I didn't know who the guy was. And when I got a little bit older one day, I, I looked at him when he walked in the house and we said, hi, James. And, and we talked and I go, you're the guy that played Maverick. And he laughed and he sat down on the couch and we talked about what it was like doing Maverick. But I was always infatuated, not with Nixon, but with Reagan. And I said, you know, I would love, I would love to talk to Ronald Reagan. And he made it happen. And I can honestly tell you, when I talked to Ronald Reagan, I think two times, two separate times, or actually three, because I talked to him on a national radio show through my friends, my dad's friend. But we were, I, I was so paranoid about war with the Soviet Union, Russia. Because every day, our local newspaper, the Seattle Times and the PI, would talk about, you know, doomsday, nuclear bombs, what, what to do, if, you know, all this stuff, right? And I remember they were talking about Star Wars. And I asked the president, I said, is Star Wars going to protect us against the Soviet Union in a war. And he kind of went, well, it'll protect us against them out there. Then he goes, well, yes, it will protect us against the Soviet Union. But he used the word out there. And I have never forgot it. Now, at the time he told that to me, I, it didn't sink in my little head. Not two years later when he, I kept going out there. What's out there mean? Well, out there certainly doesn't mean over there, does it? No, and boy, that's um, that's a chilling statement if you really sit and think about it, you know. And but uh, boy, he he was truthful, you know. Like he said, uh, if something happened, we would all probably get together and instead of fighting each other, would try to put our heads together to help to try to survive and and save the planet. You know, funny thing is too. I asked Reagan a little bit more about it, and he wouldn't talk any more about it. I think he slipped up, as you know. He had Alzheimer's the, the last year or so of his presidency, and they were keeping it quiet. It wasn't to the end of his presidency that he admitted he had Alzheimer's. So I think he was slipping up on little things like, you know, giving a speech, you know, and, and saying, well, well, maybe we should nuke the Soviets. You know, the little joking things, but, you know, if you were the Soviets and a president says maybe we should nuke the you know, what would you think? Uh, yeah, that that's a serious statement. That would definitely get your attention and probably uh, get your general's hands on a button somewhere. So, I be mean, here. Here's the whole thing. Uh, uh, there's such a debate in ufology out there. It is because you know what? If I took the stance that every abduction, every UFO uh, UFO encounter is good. And, and gives me orbs and makes me feel fantastic. 
then I'm going to have people mad at me, aren't I? Yeah, you're going to have it either way. You can't win. You can't win. So if I sit there and say, hey, they're not here to help us, then I got the other side. But everybody has to really sit back. We don't know what's going on. Somebody out there knows. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there's an X, what I call an X factor here is that who knows how many different uh, types of these beings are out there. And, of course, they probably all got their own self-indulging agendas. So that's a little scary thought to throw into the mix, too. Well, you know what, Matthew? You're right. Oh, God, I hope they bring back Elvis. I hope they do. And he can sing Moody Blues. Because, you know, if why? Yeah, that's it. Why don't these aliens, right, bring back our loved ones? Like our departed spouse or child or mother or dad or grandparents. To prove that they have these capabilities, but they don't do it. No, no, and listen, they—they've got to have, like I say, they're probably so advanced they can do all kind of. They probably do whatever they want. Probably stuff that, that we don't even know if we've seen it would probably pass out from the the shock of it. So yeah, I'm sure there's probably untouchable whatever they can do. But the problem is why why they keep doing why they keep doing what they do and then misinformation and and against our will and and all of it it's just all of it together is just mind boggling and, and kind of scary, Gary. Oh, it is. Well, Ted on Messenger just messaged me and said, "Well, you know, back in the late forties, fifties, and sixties, fighter pilots were dispersed on a UFO." And a lot of times, not a lot, but there's been a few cases where these fighter pilots would go after a UFO and then all of a sudden there's no jet left, no pilot left. It's just vanished, gone. No no remains of the craft ever found. What happened to them? Yeah, that's that's right. Well, you know, you know, matter of fact, in Kentucky, I think it was the early 50s, uh, I think the guy pilot's name was Mantell. He's he seen that... Um, UFO way up high, but you know back then they had just uh, engine piston engine uh, planes, and of course it stalled out and he crashed and died. But um, yeah, he he swore he was chasing something, and uh, we never know. Well, there was a lot of jet aircraft back in the fifties, sixties, and probably even seventies that were you know chasing UFOs, and occasionally you know, the plane would crash or disappear with no record. And it makes you wonder, if there is no UFOs, then why sometimes when there's a sighting of UFOs, they, well, send out a bunch of fighters to go check it out? Oh, that's right. Do you know, um, in 1952, there was seven, I think it was seven or nine UFOs that went over the uh, Washington, D.C., over the White House. You know, if that happened today, what, what would happen? Think about that. Well, guess what? We would send out fighters, right, to intercept whatever it is, and we would, well, as soon as it's not over the White House, they would take it out. But I got a funny feeling we wouldn't be able to take it out. They would take us out because their technology is so far advanced. Even when we go back, we only got a minute or two left here, Roswell, when you think about that, I mean, we can hear it's a weather balloon to hell freezes over. But again, the military, that was the Army Air Force back then, they counterdicted themselves. They they yeah. did. They counterdicted themselves. But the next morning, it wasn't a flying disc. It was a weather balloon. 
And then many, many years later, the military, because they got tired of all the ufologists, you know, confronting them about this weather balloon, they they came out and showed test uh, uh, dummies, right? And and show a weather balloon. And, oh, yeah, okay, that's going to take out a bunch of trees, right? A bunch of trees, a weather balloon, and just plow into the, the ground. And if it's a weather balloon was made out of rubber, oh, yeah, well, they had whatever. Oh, come on. I mean, they, they lied from the start. They're lying to us now. And if we do get disclosure here in the next six months, soft or whatever, it's not going to be the truth. It's just going to be another lie to shut us up. Yeah, that's the thing. You always get muddy water, and you got to try to swim through it to see what the what if what the little bit of truth there is there. And it's very hard to discern with all of this information and, and that they flood us with. Well, like I said, I Scotty, beam me up. Well, beam me up, please. No, I actually I take that back. I don't want to go to bed tonight and wake up on some type of table naked with needles all through my body unless they can revive me and put me back at 25 years old. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that, though. So, yeah, I definitely don't want to do that because apparently they they bring you right through the walls of your house, too, and, and not much you can do to stop it. And it sounds pretty traumatic, and it's not nothing that I would wish on anybody. Yeah, and those nails hurt, too, when they pull you through the wall and glass. Anyway, who's our guest tomorrow? Tomorrow, our guest is Jill Shelley, and she's connected with the very haunted Boyd House. Uh, and uh, she's going to be talking about ghost hunting and the Boyd House and all her experiences throughout her life, some scary stuff. Yeah, we got great guests now all lined up for the next couple months. Tell your friends about our show. And if you have had an encounter... An honest encounter, okay? I don't want to hear that you've been abducted every day of your life for the last 40 years, okay? While your husband or your, your spouse is laying next to you and, and, and experimented on. I don't want to hear that. But if you have a story that you can talk to us about for about an hour, how do they get a hold of you, James? Producer, Night Dreams Talk Radio at gmail.com. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the show. Philip is such a great guest. I tell you what, I just love it. And every time he's on, he kind of thinks the way I think. So whatever is going on out there, we have disinformation. And and if you think, if the government says, oh, we stopped all these investigations about UFOs years ago, but it comes out in the the New York Times here just a couple days ago that, <laughs> They lied. It's still going on. They just created another group to investigate the same stuff. So come on. We got to get real here. Anyway, till tomorrow, everybody have a good one. Stay out of trouble. Night dreamers, have a good night. And don't worry, you won't be abducted. Trust me. Now, I I remember Nixon used to say that. Well, trust me. Anyway, trust me. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Good night, James. Until next time. Mm -hmm. Good night. You and I 
Living in the strangest of times On my hill Watching while the cities rise From the coast 